Welcome to Tranos and the Lived Experience, a podcast confronting current events, politics, comedy, and calamity, all from the perspective of a trans titaness. She's a verbal black belt, skilled in the art of roasting, the hellmouth, doomsayer, CEO of the Amazon position. Here's your host, Cameron Ellen Terrell. Welcome to Tranos and the Lived Experience. My name is Cameron Aileen Maharet Jarrell, a.k.a. Tranos. Say it with your whole chest or I'll twice bake your potato. Once again, this is Tranos and the Lived Experience, the show that did DMT one time and talked to the tree gods. Today's episode is called Acid or Alkaline. And you're like, you know, what the fuck is she talking about? Uh, the episode is also brought to you by, once again, by the meeting of music and marijuana. Uh, today's uh, choice song is by a new band that I've stumbled onto. Shout out to God Cloud. I see you out there in the streets. Um, he suggested this band to me, and like I have been obsessed with them for all of the last 48 hours. Uh, the band's name is Sleep Token. The song is Alkaline, uh, which inspired the episode. I'll give it an in. I'll listen when you get a chance. Um, see what you think about it. Um, and then the strain of choice. Let me bring up my listing for today because we just got this in. Um, I had to like search all the dispensaries in Rochester. Some of them were a little bit shady. Um, today's strain is brought to you by Forbidden Fruit. It is a mouth-watering cross between cherry pie and tangy. This sumptuous genetic cross expresses a beautiful, dense bud structure with deep purple hues, dark green foliage, and wiry orange hairs. The terpene profile is a perfect mixture of cherry pie. It's a bit musky, sweet cherry with undertones of tangy loud tropical flowers. There are also notes of pine, mango, and passion fruit candy. I didn't taste that, but we're going to see. We're going to try it again. <laughs> this indica effect hits hard between the eyes and lays you into a deep body effect, which hits. So this is perfect for people who are having trouble like me lately, which is problems with insomnia and nightmares. Um, bringing you into the episode currently, um, acid or alkaline. So what do I mean by that? So this show's been running for about two years now. And in that two years, I've tried to keep it as light as I possibly can in light of the world. Uh, this is a current events show. So a lot of the time, you don't really get to hear a lot of happiness on my end. And that's not by design. That's I didn't design that into this show. I didn't build that into the platform itself. That is a product of what's going on around. My show is a product of the time, so I am affected by the times. Um how did this come up in conversation? I've had several um, associates uh, message me in the last couple of weeks to tell me how somber uh, I seem. Um, to tell me how, like, some of their topics that I talk about, like, how it affects them. And generally how it affects them is it makes them uncomfortable, which means, A, uh, congratulations to me. Uh, I set out to do such uh, because uncomfortable conversations, uh, as cliche as it sounds, uncomfortable conversations is the foundation of change. It literally is. Like, how could we know what's wrong in the world if someone's not being completely candid about it? 
and telling you what it is, regardless of how you want the story to be written. Uh, believe me, if uh, <laughs> if I had other topics that uh, drew my focus, I would talk about them. But currently in a fight for survival in a society that don't doesn't want you to exist, doesn't leave a lot of room for happiness. One of them uh, said to me, like, I don't hear any joy in you. Like when, when you're speaking on these things, there's no joy. And then I have to refer to a meme that I saw this week um, where someone said that in if you look at all the pictures of Frederick Douglass, he's never smiling. And it's because ain't shit to smile about. I don't think it's that it's nothing for me to smile about. It's that I don't have time to experience those things. The fight for liberation as a trans person of color is ongoing. It's ongoing. It's, it's, it's a never-ending thing. Like, it's just constant. So I, I get where somebody might see that, oh, all Cameron talks to, a.k.a. Trenos, say with your whole chest. I'm at that shit. Um, all that, like, she talks about is uh, trans rights and trans issues. And I'm like, yeah, because nobody else is, like, really listening to my demographic. No one's listening to my demographic. And as much as this is a free education, it comes at a cost to someone. And genuinely, uh, uh, most of the time, it's me. The foundation of who I am is like kind of lost in this work. You're like, oh, where's the acid and alkaline coming? Well, like if you ever heard of acidic soil, what I'm telling you is this show, uh, be it a, a plant that I nurture, grew out of an acidic soil, uh, like a, a vitriol, a hatred, an anger, a hurt. That's what it came from. Uh, people often ask me, uh, where do you get the energy for these? Where do you where do you get the inspiration from? And the, the, the thing about it that makes me super angry is it's not that hard. The space that I have to go to to create these episodes, there's always going to be a fuel for that. There's always going to be a fuel for that. And the fuel for that is ignorance of the plight of human beings and other and othering people. It's dehumanizing people and making us punchlines. It's uh, attacking trans children. It's cornering trans uh, trans like um, care, like making sure that it's, it becomes a criminal thing. It's the, all the markings of like a genocide and people are kicking and screaming and flailing. And you're worried about my smile. I really wish that I can show you the depth of who I am, and I'm going to try to do that in the immediate future, seeing as though I am now completely aware that this all-consuming thing that I call my art and activism, uh, it takes. And I wish I could say that I was worried about it taking from you. You would have to... And there's some of you out there who will get it. You'd have to live this to really know like what's being taken. I have to immerse myself in articles and rhetoric and, and these fledgling fall off comedians. And I have to argue with human beings about uh, their allyship and how valid it is, even though they're harming people. I have to, 
uh, uncenter centered people consistently. And it's not because of some brand or like I'm getting paid to do it. It's just who I am. It's the integrity. It's what this has done to me. Make no mistakes about it. Tranos and the lived experience is uh, part of a, a symptom. It came from a symptom. All the like hope that I had when I first came out as a trans person wouldn't have allowed this show to exist. Hope had to undoubtedly die. And then that brings me to the question of when I hear my friend or associate say to me that they don't hear any joy in me. It's like, do they want me to perform it? Because as much as I want to muster that, at times it's really hard. Like, it's really hard living as a trans person and trying to wrap your mind around the fact that you are constantly under attack. You are constantly under attack. And it sounds grim, and some people think I don't see the beauty in things. I, I, I do. I just experience them few and far between. And it's because like I am suffering from the trauma that is existing as a trans person. Things changed for you just because my name and identity has appeared to change in your eyes. But things changed for me because I got to watch how I would be treated when it happened. I got to live through that. I got to live through the last administration and every attack on trans people. I got to live through turning on the internet and seeing that all the cult conversations and societal conversations about who the issue was, was always pointed at some part of me, be it my like homosexual part, be it my, my identity, my trans identity itself, be it my blackness. Every moment there's something that I have to watch out for. And I wish that I could smile as much as you do. But that, again, um, is a privilege. And sometimes in the pursuit of my work, I deny myself that privilege. I have no control over it. <laughs> like It's like seasonal depression, but for the rest of your life. And the outlet for my anger the outlet for it, the, the way that I, I demonstrate my anger to the world is through the show, is from behind this mic. Here, I'm safe to talk about the things that affect me. Here, I am safe to share in the knowledge that I have on certain situations. Here, I'm able to work through problems that I see in the world that nobody wants to talk to me about. And so I speak out into the ether and hopefully someone listens to it. Hopefully it like comforts or guides someone else, but to a lot of people, if it's not educational to you, it's uncomfortable. That is the nature of this beast. Two years, 50 plus episodes, and I've tried to work in things like discussions about whimsy, uh, and the, the and and cosplaying and the fairy tale sci-fi life that's affected by bigotry <laughs> um that's affected by history that's affected by sexism racism xenophobia that's affected by that and it's not my fault 
But when I bring light to it, I am blamed for it being too heavy of a subject. Could you imagine like hearing somebody else's perspective and drawing nothing from it but sadness? So what you didn't hear in those episodes is how we're trying to carve those spaces out for ourselves. But all you heard was sorrow. Or was I addressing a problem, stating how we could fix it, and then showing how people are working towards it? It's the substance that you're missing. Is 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 emotionless as I have been charged with uh, calls on many occasions, uh, saying that I have an inability. Uh, I have an inability to uh, empathize with some feelings. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think so, I guess. But that I think that comes from I think that comes from years of trauma. I think that comes from numb, being numb. I think that comes from experiencing a trauma over and over and over again. Before CPTSD was a thing that you told people they had. I had it. <laughs> like before it was given a DM, uh, a DSMV, like l like validity, or like um, before it was given any accredited like label. I was walking around with it and had no idea. The effects are of it are uh, manifested every day, and they would manifest in my art as well. Sometimes I might seem a little cold. It's because like. I've, I lack the emotions left to deal with it. So I charge into it with the only one that I can access readily. And the one that I can access the most readily is rage. Pain. I register the pain. I turn it into rage and then it turns into art. Now I'm calling it art because I truly believe that that's what my show is. I don't paint per se. I don't draw anymore. I try to paint like a, a very like vivid picture of what's going on in my mind with words. I try to relate to the word with the words that I have. And then I try to relate it to a smaller part of the world that doesn't have someone to talk to. It's a one-woman show, and it is based completely off of my emotion, and the emotion that fuels this show is rage. And I have the right to feel that. I would much rather get on, get on social media and be the influencer everybody wants, but like I don't know how to do that. I have a, a, a bus, I have van life content coming and it's going to be pretty much like me trying to branch out and trying to add some, like, like add a base or balance to the soil from acid to alkaline. Cause the soil, the base of what this is, there's always going to be that there's an overabundance of, <laughs> harm and hatred in the world. There's an overabundance of targeting happening to my communities, respectfully, both of them. The trans community as a whole 
the trans community of color, black people, I'm always going to have to deal with some front of that. And this show is always going to be centered around picking apart the bullshit and taking off the blinders and, and, and removing earmuffed ears, like removing earmuffs from ears. Like that's what we're doing here. Like, I think it, because it is such a drain on me uh, that I need to at times figure out how to self-care after the last couple episodes have been pretty tough because it's almost like a, a repeating of itself. If you listen to my episodes, a lot of the episodes tie together because a lot of these issues that arise are just compounds of other issues. We've All right, let's talk about the things that we've talked about over time. Let's just do it off the top of our head. We've talked about how white women weaponize their whiteness. Has that stopped yet? Oh, then I guess we have to keep talking about it. Um, I've talked about police brutality and how police uh, uh, will age age black children up. Had, did that stop or did a little girl get maced like less than a year ago and like trapped in a car? Are cops shooting black families off the road and, and killing children? That, so that still happened. Oh, okay, cool. Um, we talked about how... Um, <laughs> cancel culture doesn't exist the way we think it does. Uh, has anybody grounded themselves in that effect yet? No. It's still a thing that people shout at the top of their lungs when accountability comes down the pipe. So what we're dealing with here are issues that need more than just me in the conversation. So these these issues will oftentimes be repeated. And when they're repeated, they still do the same amount of damage to me. I still have to make myself aware of what's going on around me. So let's talk a little bit about things outside of the realm of the show. Things that since let's 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 use this moment to get like take some time for everybody to get to know me. Okay. So my favorite favorite thing to do when I'm not creating is to listen to music. I listen to music for hours on end. I listen to music more than I watch television. I listen to music more than I read. Music is a like a book to me. I love listening to like The Who and I love listening to like Run DMC and I love like feeling like the difference in cultures and music and I, I, I melt into bass lines. I love doing that kind of stuff. I see beauty in that. Um, my favorite beverage, uh, any hot tea. I'm in my heart, an old British woman, uh, an old uh, British woman by way of Africa. Um, I love tea. Tea is my favorite thing to drink. My favorite, uh, my favorite flavor, I would say, is Earl Grey. Earl Grey is a proper old woman tea. It tastes like uh, vintage shoe stores, I guess. <laughs> um, uh, favorite food. Um, because I do love food. Uh, me and my sister, Tracy, who's been on the show, um, uh, the Contessa of Cunts. Uh, <laughs> shout out to Tracy. Uh, we share food TikToks back and forth and talk about recipes all the time because we love food. We love food. I love, like, I'm a like sort of like a, a fledgling foodie. 
uh, because I am on the spectrum and uh, I have lots of texture issues. So it's it's been a journey. It's kind of it's been kind of fun. I found some things that I normally wouldn't have given a chance because of Tracy. Um, what is my love life like? Uh, it is as dismal as you would think it is being a person who uh, has a problem with showing emotions. Um, am I open to a relationship? Yes, I am. Am I ready for one? Probably not. There's a lot of working on myself that needs to be done and I'm patient enough to do it. I, I did a lot of seeking out love in the wrong way before transitioning. I just want to get it right for me. Um, what else do we got over here? Uh, favorite place to be in my bus. Uh, favorite place to go anywhere but Rochester. But once again, that that's a joy and a beauty that I see in life that I don't really get to partake in. Because then we have to take in to effect. And this is going to be the downer part of what I'm about to say. Uh, that the United States is now cut into a third of the size that it was because I'm a trans black person. Let that sink in. <laughs> Sorry, that makes you sad, but that's my reality. Um, I bought a tiny house um, in October. It was built by Schooly Steve. Shout out to Schooly Steve. You're a genius. Um, I like spending time in it. I like being on the road in it. I can't wait. I'm probably going to be moving out as soon as I can solidify um, some some more stability when it comes to my revenue, um, my and my finances. I would I would like to move out of here by June, but I have some things that I need to take care of beforehand. Um, The comment literally like really like struck a chord with me because it made me investigate it. It's like, dude, am I attracted to the strife in the world, or is it that it's constantly sort of aimed in my direction? Because these are big things. These are big things. These my issues, uh, my issues stem from really big concepts, and like they're not like something that can just be ignored or like overlooked or just smiled through. So I kept asking myself, like, is it that I don't see the beauty in anything or is it that I'm denied access to the beauty of things? And to a certain extent, it's both nurture and nature. Uh, the world would have me believe that I don't exist. And there's a large part of the world that believes that they're very violent. Uh, they're very willing to erase the existence of people like me. They erase the history of us to downplay it and have the same conversations over and over again. I think what you hear sometimes is frustration because this might be the first time that you heard uh, certain concepts being spoke of on open air. This might be the first time that you've been involved in a conversation about these kind of things, but it's not for me. It's not the first time for me. Uh, these episodes were posted once, right? They were passed along to uh, the engineer, shout out to be the vanilla villain. Wah, wah, wah. Um, they were passed along. They were edited. They were put into the air. They were put into existence. 
but I don't, I only did that once, but I've had these conversations before. Each one of my episodes might be crafted differently because I don't script anything, but they're all the same concepts. I'm talking about the same things over and over again. And I'm aware of it. I'm aware of it. I speak of it as it happens in time. I speak of it as it happens throughout my lived experience. And the frequency should not be ignored. The frequency in which I have to touch on certain things should not be ignored. All of my episodes are somehow tied to each other. And they're all tied with a battle for liberation against, say it with me kids, white supremacy. <laughs> it's hard to exist in a world where that has a large effect on you. And it's not, it does not go without saying, it does not go without, like, with any shock assigned to it that the people who have been saying these things about how I seem to them as an I'm not a happy tree friend all the time, uh, no hate to them, but they're all white. They're all white and they're all cis. We got to be real about what's changed here. I went through a very tumultuous childhood and I, I wish I could tell you that I'm healed from it. That would be a lie if I was to say that out loud. It's not real. Um, I then went through a long period of time of like just not being myself. Just not existing in a space where I was free to be who I currently am. Um, I came out after fighting super hard for a wrestling career that just quite didn't, it didn't quite take off. There was always something in the way. Um, my mental health was always in question. Um, my guys was never strong enough to like not be angst ridden. I don't have real emotions. <laughs> so uh, I dealt with that. I came out as trans and the little things that I did have, I lost. So yeah, I mean, sometimes I can be a little dark, but I think that's, I think that comes with the territory. I want to make, uh, this is a really, like, really hard thing to sit. Because what's happening during this episode is you're watching me talk myself out of the effects of trauma. Like, trying to talk myself off the ledge. Uh, the proverbial ledge. Like, I don't want this work. I don't want this show to be centered around trauma. And yet, here we are. What I want is to show the better sides of me, to show happier times. But I have to have those, and they have to be organic, and they have to be real, so I can't force those. Um, as episodes come, because I believe that we're on to something here. We do, we did it, baby. We out here, B. We doing this shit. Shout out to Haley. Squid Odd. Squid Odd. Um... I believe this show has the capacity to help some people. And I believe that it can also help me. I think that 
I am at my most jubilant. I'm at my most uh, happy, so to speak, when an episode comes out and we've shared a message that's poignant or we've had a discussion and it's opened some eyes or I've had some discussions with people that I normally wouldn't have. But like, that's organic. That's organic. It's, I, I can't force being happy when I'm not and I can't force inspiration. My inspiration draws on me to help others. My inspiration calls on me to put point a light in certain directions. And I just think that's um that's how I'm gonna frame the rest of these episodes from now on is the inspiration. I go where the inspiration goes and but I'm open to finding happier moments. I want to talk about things other than 28 states attacking trans people, 208 bills trying to, like, destroy trans children, uh, us being alienated in bathrooms, men showing up to libraries and, and story times with guns. But that's a lot. You have to admit that's a lot, a whole lot, right? Yeah. So here's what we're going to do. I'm going to I'm going to take this hit. I'm going to take this hit and do that thing that I do. You guys take a moment, let what I've been saying kind of sink in and then uh, we'll come back and we'll finish this thing up. If you hear click click cough cough be an adult about it, please. Okay, so to reiterate, I don't think that I have a problem with seeing the beauty in the world. I see it all the time. I see the ugly too. And the ugly is what needs to be highlighted right now. Because there are people walking around still having the argument with whether I'm a real person or not. And as much as I want to show you that I'm like a bass player and I like to cook and I like to spend time with my friends and I like to get, go for walks. Uh, the flip side of that is the fuel that makes this show is when I can't do those things. When I see something that's so, uh, so like, urgent that I need to speak out about it. Those are the things that the show are centered around. Now we're going to see if we can do something by making it more uh, wholeheartedly about me because it is Tranos and the lived experience but so far I've only been able to speak about my experience through the lens of current events and current events in the United States when it comes to being a black trans person uh, or a black trans woman even for that matter um, has been very grim as of late I want to share more of my stories from the past I want to share more instances with with my friends of this very small circle of friends that I, I really appreciate um we're also going to be like trying to branch out and try to try out some new platform style uh podcast i'm going to get into something different what's in the works currently a uh, tranos and the lived experience won't end but like there will be another outlet for me so that there is uh i am paying attention 
to self-care. So if you want the real shit, you will come to Trey Nelson, the lived experience. Um, and you'll listen to that, that real, that real gutter shit, you know, the shit that I'm known for. And then, um, there's going to be more behind the scenes stuff, more, um, <laughs> off the scene shit where I'm not just sitting in this studio riding away where you get to see a little bit more of like how my bus journey has worked so far. Um, yeah, I mean, like this is a little overdue. We should have had this discussion during the anniversary, but I was busy. So one, I want to thank everybody who's been listening so far. Um, these are hard topics. I understand that. And these are not designed to hurt you because I didn't create the issues. I'm only trying to find the solutions. And we can't find the solutions if we don't talk about what the problem actually is. No sugarcoating it. Uh, no casting um, undue blames. No both sides. We got to talk about what's really going on out there as it affects people. Um, with that being said... Um, my name is Kim Rain Eileen Maharet Jarrell, a.k.a. Tranos. Say it with your entire chest or feel the blast of the chocolate bomber. Um, this has been Tranos and the lived experience, uh, the show that says everybody gay. <laughs>